When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. If you are a Kings fan, make sure you smash up that like button down below and consider subscribing to the channel. Calvin and I are here on our road to get the Kings back to the NBA playoffs. Yesterday was a huge day. We're going to talk about who the Kings selected with pick number four. We're going to talk about the whole NBA draft, what we thought of it, what teams we thought win, won, what teams we thought lost. Uh, but, Calvin, it's uh, it's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're we're breaking down the draft. It was a big day. There's still a lot of work to be done, but it, it Very was true. a big day. Very true. Did you enjoy the draft yesterday? I sure did. Do you have a lot of fun? I had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It was great. It was a fun day. One of my favorite days of the year. So it was very, very cool to experience that with a bunch of you guys yesterday. So for some context here, I'm going to give you guys who went in the top 10 of the NBA draft. We'll kind of discuss those real quickly. We'll go over winners, losers, and then we're going to dive right into your Sacramento Kings, who they tip with number four, what they did with their second-round picks, uh, a guy they might have signed, and uh, what they can do from here to help complete the team through the rest of the offseason. So starting with the NBA draft, the Magic shocked the world, taking Paulo Bonchero number one overall. He was projected to go number three to the Rockets. That was shocking to me, Calvin. I had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, according to everybody in Orlando's camp, they weren't really sure who they were going to take until the the moment it came time. Yeah, so I he don't really believe that, but that's what they're saying. So he went number one overall. Chet Holmgren falls to two to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jabari Smith, he was looking uh, pretty disappointed during the first couple picks. Like, oh man, he thought he was going number one for sure. He falls to the Houston Rockets with pick number three. The Kings shocked the world. 
drafting Keegan Murray, number four over Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey falls number five to the Detroit Pistons. Benedict Matherin out of Arizona is taken by the Pacers with the sixth pick in the draft. Shaden Sharp, one of the biggest question marks out of Kentucky, has not played a game in over a year. A professional game was drafted by the Blazers with pick seven. Dyson Daniels from the G League Ignite went to the Pelicans with pick number eight. Jeremy Sochan or Sochin went to the Spurs. Uh, he's out of Baylor. And then the Wizards round out the top ten here by drafting the guard Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Calvin, uh, give me a little breakdown here of these top ten picks, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, well, I mean, uh, at the top three or at, at the very top, you know, all three of those power forwards were basically considered the top three players in this draft from pretty much the start of the college season last year, minus maybe Jabari Smith. But um, it, it was pretty evident that all three of those guys were the the most well-liked um, and it just was a matter of who Orlando liked the best at number one that determined where the rest of them went. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you know, it, it really got interesting when we got to four at the Kings with the Kings because you really weren't sure what they were going to do. There was a lot of rumors they were trading up. There were a lot of rumors they might trade down. A lot of teams had a lot of interest in the fourth pick because of Jaden Ivey, who the Kings at the end of the day decided they weren't going to trade it and didn't take Jaden Ivey. So if you love Keegan Murray like I do, then you were pretty happy. If you really like Jaden Ivey, you were not happy with the Kings draft. After that, Detroit, I thought, had a great, great draft overall, but they got their man that fell to them at five at Ivey. And then it kind of just went um, really the, the way I expected. Number nine with the Spurs pick was really the only uh, player selected in the top ten that I did not expect it to be, it did not expect to be taken in the top ten picks. Yeah. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Fred, Charlie, Johnny, Jason, and Jesus Christ, my king. Shout-out, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. We saw you all in the chat yesterday. We appreciate you guys joining in. I agree with Jason here. I wasn't feeling the pick at first, but after sleeping on it and re-watching Keegan highlights, I feel much better, and I'm hyped for some games. I feel almost exactly the same. Not that I was disappointed in the pick or anything. I think it was more of like the hype for yesterday was so high, right? Like, oh, the Kings are going to trade for pick two, or, oh, no, they're going to trade four for multiple first-round picks, or maybe a superstar. We heard John Collins' name thrown around. It was supposed to be a huge day for the Sacramento Kings, and not that it wasn't. They got their guy they wanted. I watched Monty's post-game press conference. He said Keegan Murray was the guy that we wanted. He was the best player available, which he's used three years in a row now. And it's worked out two of the three, I would say. So we're just waiting to see how this draft pick develops. But after I slept on it a little bit, had some more time to, to you know, rewatch highlights, think about it a little bit more, I'm digging the pick a lot more. Um, and then the Kings go ahead and trade both of their second-round picks. I don't even know how many future seconds they have now. Yeah. It feels like a, <laughs> a lot. lot. Um, but was there a guy they signed after the draft was over, Calvin? Yeah, and I'm already blank. Keon, what's his last name? Oh, man. I already forgot. I know he went to Alabama. You had one job, Calvin. Forgive me, Keon Ellis. Ellis, Thank you. Forgive me for not uh, really expecting much of this guy at the moment. You know, I I think he's got his work cut out for him to make the the opening day roster. Yeah, Jason here has got our back. Keon Ellis. 
I don't know too much about this guy, to be honest with you. I am not a huge college basketball guy. I pretty much watch college basketball to figure out who is going to end up with the Kings the next year or being the NBA draft. So not on my radar, but I'll definitely pay attention to Summer League and, and get some more insights on this guy and report back to you. Um, but Calvin, back to the draft here, because I don't want to talk about too much about the Kings right now, because as soon as we kind of cover this entire draft thing, I want to dive deeper into the Kings. But what do you think of the Blazers taking Shaden Sharp with pick number seven? I like it. I mean, people are going to say that it doesn't fit with Damian Lillard, you know, getting older, uh, the number of years that he's got left to play at a high level and compete for championships. That doesn't match with a guy that maybe has, uh, you know, a long road towards becoming a productive NBA player after sitting out last last season in college. But the addition of Jeremy Grant kind of buffers that a little bit for me. Definitely. You, you know, so that gives Portland an opportunity to where if they couldn't find a deal for that seventh pick that they really liked, you take a swing on a guy who potentially could, you know, three, four years from now wind up being one of the better players taken in the whole draft. And if that's the case, then, yeah. it, you know, you look really smart for doing so. How do you feel if you're Damian Lillard, though, and you're like, they got me a guy that's going to be good in three to four years from now? Well, maybe. He might be better than that faster. And that doesn't mean that he can't contribute to winning if they fill out the rest of the roster sooner than three years because mm -hmm. he's a phenomenal shooter. He's a great athlete. He's somebody that will play off the ball really well with Damian Lillard. So it's not like he he brings nothing to the table already yeah. it's just in terms of him becoming maybe an all-star level player or a really great player in the league that might be a little bit further off yeah yeah I agree I mean I, I was going to ask you biggest surprise here it's pretty obvious Bonchero going number one any other big surprises here in the top 10 I no not really in the top 10 I mean I mentioned the Spurs pick uh, I like Sohan as a player, I thought they would have been much better served to take a guy like Duran, who I thought was a top 10 player in the class anyway, yeah. and fills a position that they really, really needed. So I, I would have probably gone with that pick if I was San Antonio. But other than that, it, it was pretty as advertised, I would say. The, yeah, the only you called the Keegan thing, Murray pick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, You called it, and he was your best player available at pick number four. So I guess no surprise there for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the only thing I was surprised at was that there weren't any other trades. Uh, you yeah. know, New York, we had heard, was really trying to move up. Even Washington was trying to move up. Mm -hmm. the, the Pacers were rumored to be uh, one of the teams that could move down, with Malcolm Brogdon being one of the trade pieces. The Kings, obviously, were highly advertised as a team that could move all over the place, and you didn't see any of that. Yeah, tons of trades later in the draft here and in the second round, but zero trades in the top 10 picks here, which is which is pretty pretty interesting. Who won the draft? My answer to that question yesterday was Houston. But today, I think it's Detroit, just narrowly. Yeah. And I know Kings fans are not going to be happy to hear that. Uh, and it, it's I'm still very happy with the Kings taking Keegan Murray, but I think the ability f to get two top 10 players in this class with only one top 10 pick Mm-hmm. Um, also filling positions of need. They've got a, a plethora of young, really, really talented guys on this team now. Yep. They also are you know, maybe the leading candidates to, to grab DeAndre Ayton as well. It seems to me like Detroit came out just a little bit ahead of what Houston did because I really like 
what the Houston Rockets did with their draft as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The Pistons won this draft hands down to me. And, yeah, like you said, Kings fans might not be happy in the fact that Jaden Ivey could end up being one of the best players out of this draft, and he was taken just to pick after them. Uh, you know, we've seen this happen multiple times with Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, some of these other guys. But I think the Pistons had a great draft. You're right. They got Ivy. They got Durin. Um, they completed that young starting five, basically, right? Like, yeah. if you were to just picture Jaden Ivy, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Marvin Bagley, and Jalen uh, Durin in here, that's an amazing young starting five, but they're not going to win many games for the next year, two years. But uh, I, I love the potential on that team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think they're, they accelerated their rebuild substantially last night. Yeah, and as Jesus points out here, the Pistons also have about $40 million in cap space to spend. Yeah. And, you know, that's tricky, right? Because <laughs> we were talking about this in the car heading to lunch. Is I was like, I hope for Pistons fans' sake that they don't do what the Kings did and sign a bunch of veterans that can play ahead of these guys. The Kings did it with Bagley. Uh, you know, they brought in um, Zach Randolph. They brought in George, or sorry, George Hill to play ahead of De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. So they have $40 million in cap space, but what do you really spend that on? DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what guy. I spend it on. That's your guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jesus is saying it here in, in the chat here, rumored to get Ayton or want Ayton. That'd be absolutely huge for them. If they do get Ayton, you think this team has any chance of getting out of the lottery next season? Yeah, I would say they have some chance. I, I don't know how how great or how high of a chance it is but i would say they have some chance yes yep you know a lot will depend on i think kate cunningham will have a really good second year but a lot will just depend on how he and deandre Ayton look together right away you know yeah. and i think the health of marvin bagley is going to be sure, huge sure. as well i think we but, know what but we're yeah getting. they're they're definitely a team that i would expect to be much better yeah much much better yeah i agree so we talked about houston we talked about detroit so let's hear from you, Calvin. Who lost the draft? Well, the easy answer here is the Knicks, right? But the problem with that answer is their moves that they made on draft day, although they may have been a little confusing at the time, are s setting them up for free agency mm -hmm. here. Now, I'm definitely not going to be one to say that if the Knicks sign Jalen Brunson, that solves all of their problems. Right, they need more help than that. Yeah, but you have to start somewhere. So, one of the biggest issues for the Knicks has been that they can't get free agents. They they just are losing out on everybody left and right because the franchise isn't is down in the dumps and is run by a guy who, uh, you know, people don't want to play for. Yep. But you get one guy, and maybe that changes other another person's perspective, and they end up signing. You know, so it, it's a domino effect. You have to start somewhere. So right now, what the Knicks did yesterday looks bad, but it could end up working out in their favor. So I think the time is is left to tell on that. Other than that, um, it's a tough question. Uh, yeah, I I really didn't think any team had a. I would I wouldn't give any team like an F grade for their draft. I thought a lot of teams. It, it was a mix right there were a bunch of teams that had a ton of picks three mm -hmm. even four picks and then there were a bunch of teams that had either one pick it was a later pick second round or they had no picks at all so depending on what your situation was you know you were kind of a little handicapped i thought actually 
um, Minnesota, for example, ended up doing something pretty nice with what they were given. They only had originally the 19th pick. They use that and flip it for a guy in Walker Kessler who led the league and led the country in blocks last year. And they were already rumored to be going after an elite rim-protecting center to pair with Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe now you don't have to go out and get that guy, or at least you can take some chances on a guy like Rudy Gobert. And if you fail, you have this guy as a you know insurance policy. So I, I don't know if there's a, a team that I would say did absolutely horribly last night. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very tough question. Um, you know, I, I have multiple teams in mind here. First off, I just want to say the magic, right? Like they were my winner <laughs> a couple weeks ago because they won the draft lottery. I thought that they should have taken Jabari Smith, but I don't think they lost the draft here. Uh, you know, I, I want to mention the Sixers <laughs> because they needed a bunch of help. They only had one pick in the first round, pick 23. They traded yeah, to Memphis. They also ended up with DeAnthony Melton, who yeah. is an immediate replacement for Very Danny true. Green, who they lost uh, while well, he tore his ACL, and then they ended up trading him for that that pick. So Very true. But my biggest loser, makes me feel good to say this, it's the L.A. Lakers, <laughs> right? They missed the playoffs. Uh -huh. They should have had the eighth pick in the draft, but they traded it to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Um, but they're building a super team of everybody's <laughs> son. Yeah. Scottie Pippen Jr., Sharif O'Neal. Yeah, so they got yeah they got Scottie Pippen and Sharif O'Neal um, that they signed because they were undrafted. But Lakers are, are towards the top of my list for they needed help, and they didn't really do much yesterday. That's true. I mean, they did trade back into the draft after having no pick whatsoever to yeah. take a guy in Max Christie, who I think, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting him to be a, uh, a serious game changer for the Lakers next season, but where they took him in the second round in a few years that he actually might develop into a pretty decent role player for them. We'll see. He's got a lot of, a lot of the tools that you like in today's NBA, but again, you, you know, yep. It's what I was talking about with teams that were kind of handicapped. Like, you only got one pick, and it's in the yep. second round. What? How much are you really going to do? All right, let's talk about the Sacramento Kings, because I see everyone here blowing up the chat, wanting to talk about the Kings here. And, yes, we did trade pick 37 for two future second-round picks. I know Priest is bummed, because Priest yesterday was saying on the show that he wants uh, Jaden Hardy Kings take him at 37. Mm -hmm. He ends up getting traded to Dallas. For me, this signifies, this whole draft to me just signifies that the Kings are doubling down on this win-now mentality, right? Like, we don't want any guys here in the second round. They don't do anything for us this year. They take a guy in Keegan Murray who, according to many experts and to Calvin, was the most NBA-ready prospect that's ready to perform from day one. So, for me, this entire draft signified that the Kings are in win-now mode, and I was expecting them to make more moves yesterday, which they didn't. But I think we're going to see a lot of moves coming up here as soon as free agency starts. Yeah, the pressure is really on now for the rest of the summer here on this front office to get some, some deals done because that whether you wanted, no matter who you wanted in the draft or who you wanted the Kings to take, um, the the overall goal for Sacramento this offseason is adding talent. And exactly. that's not one player or one position. They need to add a multiple, a few players yep. at a few positions. So their work is definitely not done. What did you think of their draft yesterday? The Kings? Yeah. 
Well, you know what I thought of it. I really liked it. I mean, yeah. you, the argument I think that that is most valid to me if you're not happy with it is why didn't the Kings trade out of four to try to get more assets plus still have the opportunity to take Keegan Murray? And I totally understand that. That is like a perfect world mm-hmm. situation. The problem is it's not a perfect world all the time, and you don't know that it was a guaranteed thing to move back and still be able to take Murray. Yep. Um, first of all, how far do you want to move down with still feeling comfortable that you're going to be able to take Murray? Yep. If you only move back one spot, how much are you really going to get back in return? Um, because Detroit at that point, they're not feeling obligated to give up a ton just to move up one spot when they know Ivy is still there. Exactly. So it's a very complicated thing. Overall, I would say I really like what Sacramento did in the draft because, like I said, I love Keegan Murray. I think he's a great fit for this team. As you mentioned, I think he's the most NBA-ready player, and he's going to contribute in a lot of different ways for this team next season. He can score and play defense, um, which is great for a Sacramento team that doesn't play a ton of D. Yep. But again, it, they need the the bigger picture is is still out there. They still have a lot of work to do. They still have to go out and get more players in order for this team to be considered a serious playoff contender. Yeah, and as Monty stated in his post-game press conference, they believe that Keegan Murray was the best player available at pick number four. Whether you believe that or not, that's the story that they're sticking to. So why would you trade back if you think that he is the best player available at pick four? And I was kind of in the same boat, right? Like I was like, why didn't you trade back to five or six or something else, pick up another pick? Mm-hmm. Um, I was really disappointed with the Blazers trade because I thought, I really, really thought when it first came out that Detroit was getting picked seven. So I thought that they were going to have five and seven. And I'm like, the Kings need to make a play here to try and get five and seven from Detroit. That wasn't available. That wasn't possible. But I'm okay with Keegan Murray. I'm I'm okay with him at pick number four. And if Monty says that he's the best player available at pick number four, got to trust him just based on what he's done. He's two for two right now. Mm-hmm. And that's picking with pick number 12 and pick number nine. You got to think at pick number four, things are a little bit more clear, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. So Keegan Murray is a six, eight forward out of Iowa. Thoughts on Keegan Murray, what you like, what you dislike, what you think he needs to work on this summer, and what kind of impact you think he can have on the Sacramento Kings next season? Um, well, I, I'll keep it, I guess, a fairly brief because I've, I've already, I think, said this to a lot of you guys watching, but he he might not be the most outstanding in any one category of most players in this draft, but there's not really anything that he's bad at. Uh, he led the nation in scoring last year. He can score it at all three levels. Uh, I think he was the only player, one of the only players in college basketball to have at least 50 dunks and like uh, f- over 50 assists I or something like that. I saw a stat like that. It was it was threes, dunks, yeah, and blocks. Yeah. And I think he was the only the second player other than Kevin Durant to do that. It was like yeah, seven hundred fifty and fifty. He or impacts like the game literally everywhere on the court. He can score inside. He can score outside. Uh, he's got a great mid range game. He has really nice touch. Um, and then defensively, he can play everywhere as well. Uh, he anchored their defense at the five spot in times mm-hmm. at times for Iowa last year. He also was the point on their full court press. Um, a steals blocks he averaged over one a game almost two blocks I think a game 
for the whole season. So the guy is an incredibly dynamic player. He's going to imp- have a, an immediate impact, I think, on this team. Yeah. What does this mean for Harrison Barnes? <laughs> because we've heard all the rumors, right? John yeah. Collins for Harrison Barnes. Wow, the Kings can get John Collins and not even include the fourth pick. I was asking you at lunch today. I'm like, then why the hell has it not happened yet, right? Right. But getting Keegan Murray makes Harrison Barnes expendable in my mind. You could play Keegan at the three, Harrison Barnes at the four, or switch them. You're basically doubling down on this small lineup of guys that can shoot, run the floor, stuff like that. But I want to hear from you, Calvin. What does this mean for Harrison Barnes? Well, I think the writing's on the wall. I mean, you you said it best. He's expendable. I think he's been expendable ever since the season ended. Now he's got one year left on his deal. He's getting older. Um, in terms of trade pieces for the Kings, you know, if you don't ideally want to give up Davion Mitchell or future first round picks or whatever, who are is going to be your first person you're trying to trade on this team? To me, it's either Holmes or Barnes. Like. Yeah. That, that makes the most sense from a Sacramento standpoint. It might not make the most sense for the team receiving those guys, but when you hit the negotiation table, Harrison Barnes is going to be the first person that I'm offering in almost any deal yeah. <laughs> at this point. You think the John Collins trade happens? I hope it does because I'm worried that there aren't going to be a ton of options left for Sacramento if they lose out on this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I saw somebody here in the chat says, can't wait for July 4th or July 1st when we see the trade for him. Uh, oh, it's Charlie, July 1st. I think that, um, oh, no, that's the Evan Fournier in a pick as part of the Jalen Brunson sign-in trade. I know it's officially starting July 4th, 1st, but I don't think you can do anything until July, is it 5th or 6th, when the moratorium period ends? I believe it's the... Uh, yeah, I mean, you can have an offer, a deal in place before then, but yeah. it doesn't officially go. Nothing's uh, official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope we don't get Evan Fournier. I don't like Don't Google. <laughs> I don't like him at all. I want John Collins. No, they, yeah. Any other guys um, that the Kings should target here in free agency? I know there's like, that's just a, such an open-ended question, right? Yeah. If, if they are able to get a guy like John Collins, they have Keegan Murray here, what else does this team need? Well, I think in terms of your starting lineup, the the only question left at that point is this, the shooting guard position, right? Uh, so we all Dante DiVincenzo is a restricted free agent. I think the popular belief is that the Kings want him back. They want to re-sign him. Is he going to be your answer to start at, at shooting guard? Is it Terrence Davis? Is it Davion Mitchell? Or is it somebody that isn't currently on this roster? You know, and if you do go out into free agency and sign somebody, let's say like Gary Harris, for example, which I don't think that that's likely, he'll probably be asking for too much money um, for the Kings to sign him. Maybe not, but let's just use him as an example. Let's say you get him, who I think would be a good fit for this team because he's a great defender when healthy, but that just creates more of this question mark at the two guard position. Like who is he now your starter? Who comes off the bench? How many minutes does Davion get then at that point? So while I still think they have to go out and try to, you have to try right to, to amass talent. And then you go from there. Once you get to your opening day roster training camp and you figure out who, who fits and who doesn't. Um, But that's really the, the biggest question mark to me now. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? I mean, should they G? offer a, a max deal for Bradley Beal? Absolutely. But like, is that a yeah. realistic thing? No, probably not. 
I'm kind of digging with what Ivan's saying here in the chat. Uh, I think Victor Oladipo and TJ Warren are both potential yeah, options. Wh- who have been guys that we've talked about for a long time now, Yeah, e- ever since the playoffs. And they both played with Sabonis in the past. They, so they do have some history yeah. with them. I think the Kings need to add a rim protector here. You know, if, if Keegan Murray is going to start at the four or John Collins is going to start at four, that means Sabonis is moving to the five. I like Sabonis, but I think they need a rim protector off the bench. And I don't know who that guy is at this point. You know, so are you saying, would you then not offer a contract for Damian Jones and look elsewhere to go to the, the backup center position? I'd probably try and bring Damian Jones and Keita back if possible, but I think you need like a legit guy, rim protector. Yeah. I mean, I would love to get a guy like Ibaka. I don't even know if he's available. I know he's just was traded maybe he re-signed or re-signed mm-hmm. or signed a contract extension but i think Andre they just drummond's out there hey, available i'm open to drummond mitchell robinson also is for now yeah a free agent i'm open to a guy like that as long as they're willing to know their role and come off the bench but i i just think you need to have some more versatility for certain situations to be able to throw a big body like that because the problem with this king team without a, a legit rim protector at the rim no matter how good of defense they play, you're going to get to those guys like LeBron, like Giannis, that are just slashers that are just going to get to the basket at will. And the only thing that's going to slow a guy down like that is a legit rim protector to meet them at the rim. Yeah, well, even the most legit rim protectors don't usually slow down either of those guys. But (laughs) Charlie says neither TJ Warren or Victor Oladipo are options. They had lower leg injuries, not brain injuries. (laughs) <laughs> Charlie, you're awesome. What's up, Buddha? Good to see you. He says, don't forget how good Jones was protecting the rim and switching. Yeah, I like Damian Jones a lot. Are the Kings going to be able to afford him? I'm not sure, but Hope I would so. love to bring back yeah, Damian Jones. I, I agree. That's definitely something I would be doing. So looking here, trying to do. just through the roster and the salary cap, De'Aaron Fox has got four years left on his deal. Harrison Barnes, like you mentioned, is entering in the last year of his deal at $18 million. You got Sabonis under contract for two more years, which is huge for me because this is the guy that you really have to convince to stay, right? So anything that you do this season, next season, is all to prove to DeMontis Sabonis. We're here in Sacramento. We're building a legit team around you, and we want you to re-sign. Jeremy Lamb's expiring. Rashawn Holmes has got three years left. Justin Holiday is entering in the last year of his contract. Josh Jackson's expiring. DiVincenzo's expiring, however he is restricted. And then you got Davion Mitchell, three more years. And then a bunch of guys that are expiring at the end of next year in Mo Harkless, Terrence Davis, Alex Len. I forgot about Alex Len. And Trey Lyles. Alex Len was the guy or was supposed to be the guy that I was just talking about, right? Rim protect. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. But he hasn't really been that guy. No, he has not been that guy. And I'll, to be honest, I, I've never been the biggest Alex Len fan, so I, I personally think it's time to move on from that for sure. Uh, I like Damian Jones a lot more as a player than I do Alex Len. So. And I also got to throw in Chemezi Metu is also under a partially guaranteed deal for next season as well so we will see what happens there i'm seeing some mixed responses here in the chat some people uh you know they like the draft they didn't like the draft they like murray uh, i see a bunch of people in here kind of the same way that i felt yesterday is they should have acquired more ass uh, assets from detroit but like calvin said why would detroit trade up to pick four if they're at five and they know you're not taking Jaden ivy well, it's not necessarily why would they trade up at all, but why would they give up, you know, all these assets that you're hoping for or looking for if you're the Kings, if they know yeah. they're only moving up one pick and the guy that they're going to take is there anyway? Like it, it, it's not. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But Ivan says Ivy could end up not translating, having a ceiling of Ben Mclemore or worse. You agree with that? Yeah, I mean, Macklemore was like you can say could that have been a, number one in that draft, right? Like, but you can say that about any player taken in this class right now. That, I mean, e- even the guys at the top. That sure, most people are expecting them to be good players, but like, there, there's always the chance that a guy ends up being a bust. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. And uh, we also wanted more pizzazz, so <laughs> Mick Nunn. More pizzazz is what we all wanted from the draft this year, especially from the Sacramento Kings. Jesus says, shocked. The Hawks don't want HB knowing his money would fall off their books soon. Yeah, we were trying to talk that through, right? Like the John Collins deal for the Kings makes total sense, right? But does it really make sense for Atlanta? Unless they're just in this situation where John Collins is like, I don't want to be here. I'm cussing people out in the locker room. I don't want to be part of this team. And they're just trying to get off of his salary. Harrison Barnes is a great option because you can play him with the squad next season. I don't think he's really much of a downgrade. Um, He's got the professionalism. He's not going to get upset or pissed off and just quit on your team. And then at the end of next year, you can say, okay, HB, you either did good with us and we want to re-sign you, or you didn't do so good and we can let you walk or you can come back for half the money or something like that. So Yeah, Atlanta's just a really interesting team right now because if you if you look at their roster, they've got John Collins, Clint Capella, and Trey Young, and then the rest of the team is like 
all the same person, essentially. They're all wings that either shoot threes or play D or do both. Like, you know, some of them do both. Some of them only do one. But they, they have a very, very, uh, like, similarly built roster in terms of all the players on it. Uh, and, and so I think they have to ultimately make a decision on, on which way they're going to go on some of these guys. And then drafting A.J. Griffin, who I actually liked at that pick at 16 because yep. I thought it was, you know, uh, undervalued maybe a little bit. But that's another great shooter wing guy who, who's a good defender. So they've just added more of the same person. So now if you're the Kings and you offer Harrison Barnes, it's like, well, what are we really doing here? Are we just yeah. going to – is our whole team going to be 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, and, you know, they all do the same type of thing? Or are we trying to <laughs> d- move on a little bit? And the question is, what do they do with Gallinari? Who do they really want to start at the four if they do move Collins? Yeah, so or the three. It, yeah, I, I think it's – like you said, it's a very cut-and-dry thing for Sacramento. They need a power forward. They want John Collins. Yep. But if you're Atlanta, you're, like, in this in-between thing, and it's like, yep. what do we really want from this deal? And you're upset Jeremy Grant's gone already. Yes, yeah. Progressive G says, I like Keegan Murray a lot, but he seems to play kind of slow. Seems like he's not a very quick player. You know who else does that? Luka Doncic. (laughs) He has no trouble scoring. Uh, So, no, I mean, I'm not saying that Keegan Murray is the next Luka Doncic, but guys who play at their own pace, don't ever get sped up, um, are tall enough, long enough that they can – make up for the fact that they're not more athletic because they can still find ways to get their shot off. The guy's a proven scorer. Like, I know he took a huge leap from one year to the next, but I I like his shooting touch. I like his overall game, Um, the fact that he can score at multiple levels. So I'm not as worried about the fact that he might not be uh, quicker than most guys on the court or faster or stronger. Can we talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving? Because we're hearing all this drama about him, and I just read an article today saying that contract negotiations falling apart, and if they don't reach an agreement, he's going to demand a trade, right? He's already given them a list of six teams. I think it was like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Heat, Dallas, New York. Am I missing one? Uh, the 76ers, 76ers, I think, are on that list also. Yes. So – Irving, in my opinion, is probably going to be traded. Maybe he ends up with the Lakers with LeBron. I don't know. That would be pretty funny to me. But I also read an article today saying that if Kyrie's out, Durant's probably going to want out. And the title of this article was Kevin Durant could demand the biggest trade package in NBA history. I know a team that has a ton of young talent. They got a guy that can match salaries, who's had a great year, and they just won the NBA championship, Calvin. <laughs> Do the Warriors make a move for Kevin oh, Durant? Gosh, you're really going to start this conversation? I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> they have the assets. If you're Golden State, would you give up Wiggins, Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman to get KD? Wow. I don't know. I would have to think long, long and hard about that one. Because you're you're totally punting on the future, right? If you do that, deal. yeah, totally punting on it. But you're giving Curry another shot 
at a ring. Maybe three more. They might more. have another shot next year without him. But maybe three more shots. I don't know. I'm just thinking. First of all, I don't know necessarily that it's a uh, that black and white or, or a done deal that Kevin Durant will ask for a trade if Kyrie leaves. I think he's still... He still wants to stay in Brooklyn. He just wants the team to be competitive, right? So if they can't find a way to build a competitive team with him after Kyrie leaves, then, yes, I could totally see him asking for a trade. But I also think that Kyrie Irving plays in Brooklyn next year, and this is why. Okay. And I I was talking to you about this earlier. Let's talk about it. You have to think about what his options are really right now. His options are he opts in for the last year of, the, of his deal, whatever that is, 30. I think it's 40 million or 39 something. million or something like that. Um, and he plays out the rest of the year. They, they see what they can do, and then he goes from there into free agency. Or he convinces the Nets to sign and trade him to a team that he wants to go to. 36.5 million. 36.5 million. To me, that's pretty much all he's got. I mean, he can not opt into the deal, but then all the teams that he wants to go to, Miami, the Lakers, yeah. uh, all those teams, the Clippers, they can only afford to pay him like $6 million or something for the mi- mid-level exception. He's not going to get the, the type of contract that he wants, mm-hmm. even if it's just for a year. I don't see him doing that at all. He's not going to leave $30 million on the table. That's, he, that's just ridiculous. If he takes a one-year deal with one of those teams, then they – they can go over the salary cap to re-sign him, right? Uh, yes, Does but not for that one year, though. He won't yeah. be able to take on – they won't be able to pay him, you know, $30 million for one season. So it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense f- for me if you're Kyrie yeah. to, to want to do that. So you're pretty does much your only option does is – does make sense to you, Calvin? No, but the, pro- <laughs> the difference here is he's not fully in control. The Nets still have a little bit of control in this – matter yeah because the only way he gets to go to a team that he wants to play for and gets the contract he wants is if the nets help him with a sign and trade yeah interesting interesting somebody here in the chat i i forgot who it was they they wanted to know when uh summer league starts i think the utah summer league starts on july 5th and i think the vegas summer league starts on july 7th so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with your coming up pretty with soon with you here. on that one. I don't know the official dates. I thought it was more towards the middle of the month, but I could be wrong. Coming up pretty soon here. Pre says I'm happy with Murray and hope for the best this season. It'll be interesting. Yes, it will. Yeah, man, I just keep thinking about this KD and Westbrook, you know, reuniting or Kyrie and LeBron reuniting. Like it's like a movie, dude. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. But, again, that's contingent on the Nets saying we are going to do this deal and we want Russell Westbrook for yeah. Kyrie. So if, if they don't want him, then... Let's let's just pretend that Kyrie demands a trade and he wants out. Let's say he goes to the Lakers for Westbrook and whatever else it is, whether it's THT, yeah. draft picks, whatever. Yeah. If you're KD... Do you feel confident staying with the Nets team? One. And two, can you name another team that he would prefer to go to that has the assets to acquire him than the Warriors? Miami. What are they going to give up? Jimmy Butler and... Not something that they want to give up, but they, a couple they, guys they have that can the shoot assets and that's it? to do it. 
I mean, what other assets do they have? Well, Jimmy Butler would be enough. Uh, all I'm saying, you asked me what team has assets to do it. Yeah. It's got to be a team that ha- that is a, a, com- a contending championship team, right? Like, And you think you'd rather go to Miami than Golden State? That's not what I said. Okay. I, I don't know where what he would prefer to do, honestly. <laughs> Charlie says any team that doesn't have Russell Westbrook. <laughs> oh, man. Russell gets so much hate, man. He really does. Poor guy. Too bad he's a millionaire and yeah. living a luxurious I mean, Oklahoma life. City has the assets to get Kevin Durant. Yeah. but I think I asked you that a couple days ago. I said, did they trade for him? And you're like, no. If he wants to go back, he's got to re-sign in yeah. free agency. I, yeah, I think so. Priest says, I want to hold a toast to Royal Rebounds for another awesome show. <laughs> Thank you, Priest. Yeah. Thank you, Crown and Coke. Enjoy it. We appreciate you. Uh, is it Fuquan? Fuquan? 88 Woods? Oh, my God. Please don't mention Holiday's name right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got one year left. Six point, basically $3 million. Do you trade Justin Holiday or you hold on to him? Because, like, I'd love to trade him if I the could. The dude was not, he was not a target, right? Like, they yeah. targeted Sabonis. Yeah. Holiday, Lamb, just throw-ins to match salary, to get rid of Buddy Heald, right? Mm-hmm. So, Jeremy Lamb's expiring. The Kings could bring him back if they want to. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on Justin Holiday? You think he remains with the Kings? Probably not. Um, part of the, that reason is, again, we've already mentioned you know, a bunch of other two guards or guards on this team that I think most people want to see play over Justin Holiday anyway. Yeah. Um, and he just wasn't, he was advertised as a three and D wing, which he has been, uh, you know, to give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. He has been that he's small in his career. He just did not shoot well at all. Yeah. Once he got to Sacramento. Yeah. What's up T good to see you here. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that the Kings solved the four position either by Harrison Barnes or Keegan Murray or whether they trade Harrison Barnes for um, for John Collins. But they still haven't figured out the two position, right? Unless yeah. Davion Mitchell is your starting two guard next season, who is it going to be? Yes, you have Justin Holiday, but are you really going to throw out a 33, potentially 34-year-old Justin Holiday on the last year of his deal and be like, okay, he's our starting two guard. We're going to the playoffs, guys. We bet everything on going into the playoffs. I don't buy it. So do you re-sign Dante DiVincenzo? Uh, Do you give Terrence Davis another shot? Like, Who do you think will be the starting shooting guard for the Kings? I think it'll be DiVincenzo, and that's that's who I would want to start Uh, in a – for the rest of the offseason, if the Kings are able to pull off a deal to get John Collins and they re-sign DiVincenzo, I like that starting lineup yeah. going into next year. Fox, Dante, Keegan Murray, John Collins, and Sabonis. You Playoff can press team. with that team. You can do a lot of things defensively with that team, and you can even hide Sabonis a little bit. And then offensively, those guys are good uh, off-the-ball players. They, they cut well. Um, you know, John Collins and De'Aaron Fox, I think, are a good match in terms of athleticism and both guys that get to the rim really easily. Lob threat, all that stuff. So I, I like that team. Is it a playoff team? 
That's a good question, man. <laughs> uh, again, you know, you asked me that question uh, or something like it, you know, around the end of the season. and I ask you that question looked, every week. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, again, to me, I, I've got to look at the other teams in the Western Conference seeds 6 through 10 last season. And all of those teams, with the ex- exception right now of the Lakers, because I don't really know what the hell the Lakers are yeah. doing. But if they end up getting Kyrie Irving, then all of a sudden they're a lot better, yeah. right? Yeah. So all well, of maybe. those teams. Depending maybe, on the vaccination maybe. mandate. But you would have to think they'd be a lot better. Um, and then, you know, I think New Orleans is going to be a really good team. I yes. saw somebody on ESPN is predict- them, predicting them to be a top four Western Conference team. I can year. see that. Uh, you know, Denver should be getting better because they're healthy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers are getting healthy again. So the competition is still stiff, even for the play-in. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a really tough season. <laughs> Pre says uh, he wants Davion Mitchell at the two spot. I'd like that. I mean, yeah. I And see, this is where I'm, I guess, at a crossroads is – I really do like Dante DiVincenzo, and I really do like Davion Mitchell, and I love the combo of those two guys off the bench. So I'm like, maybe we can pick up another starting shooting guard and have that combo still off the bench. But it depends on how much you have to pay Dante DiVincenzo, right? If he wants $15 million a year, are you going to pay that to have maybe your maybe he's your sixth or seventh man? I don't know if they're going to do that. Probably not. I saw someone here in the chat. I think it was John here. What's up, John? Said, pick up Malik Monk. He's cheap. He's got chemistry with Fox. He's a great shooter. I don't know how cheap he's going to be, yeah. but I agree with all the rest of that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, too. I wanted I, the Kings to draft still, him. I would rather sign Oladipo, I think. Yeah, and start him I at would. the two? Yeah. Interesting. It's good to have options. I'd be happy with either of those guys. Malik Look, Monk Malik, or... Malik Monk played really, really well last Oladipo. year, and he's a great shooter. All And the Kings do need shooting, but they need defense more. Yeah, he's a little And Oladipo is a better too. defender, even if he still has the the uh, injury question marks. McNunn says, Dante was a starter for a championship team. Not when they won the championship. He was injured. But I get it. He was a starting shooting guard on a really good team. And I would be happy, again, I'd be happy with him starting there because I think that he he fits the team well. But I also think that they still have the hole at power forward they got to fill too. Yeah. This is a really tough question, Calvin, and we're going to have to talk ourselves through it. The progressive G's got a good one here. If you were to make a starting five – from Kings players over the last 15 non-playoff seasons, who would you guys pick? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would have to go back and look at the rosters because I know I'm going to forget some people. Um, but, man, that... that what year did Ron Artest leave? Well, I think we can easily pick two two players, right? Yeah. Fox and Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's what part of their careers too is it in their primes? Yeah. Because I love me some rookie Tyre, uh, Tyree Tyree Evans, Evans, yeah. But I don't know. Um, I probably gotta throw Ron Artest out there. I like that. He played with them in what is this the oh seven oh eight season? They didn't make the playoffs. 
He averaged 20.5 points per game, 2.3 steals per game. He's on my list. So you got Fox, Cousins. Artest. Artest. We're missing two other guys. Can you pick Sabonis? Yeah. I mean, you could throw Sabonis out there. It's kind of cheating, but. So now you need a shooting guard. Um, I could think of a few. Was Kevin, was Kevin Martin. Martin? Yeah, Kevin yeah. Martin's I'd take out Kevin there. Martin, sure. Um, uh, Marcus Thornton is available. I'd take Kevin Martin over him. Isaiah Thomas. I know he's point guard. I'd definitely guard. take him, Kevin Martin over him. <laughs> yeah. Fox, Kevin Martin, Artest, Cousin, Sabonis. There Charlie's go. got it. Progressive G is changing the rules now. No <laughs> Sabonis. So you can have Fox, but no Sabonis? <laughs> no, I understand why you would exclude him. That's not, I mean, he's played what? 28 games or 30 games. What are you what are you going to throw in there instead of Sabonis? You got like Brad Miller or Oh gosh. Zach Randolph. Kenny Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that's tough. Marvin Bagley? Marvin Bagley, there you go. <laughs> I don't know, that's a tough one. Mitch Richmond. I don't think Mitch Richmond was on the team 15 years ago, was he? I don't think so. Definitely not. But uh that's a good question. I want to hear from you guys. Let us know in the chat who your starting five is. And I don't know what the rules are. Progressive G's <laughs> making stuff up as he goes. No Sabonis. It's a, it's a good question, though. I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Any other other thoughts on, on the draft yesterday, on the Kings, anything currently? We saw Rashawn Holmes. I know we talked about it a while ago. Rashawn Holmes got custody of his daughter. Yeah. Haven't heard much else in terms of, like, his availability for next season, if that's going to impact him if he does stay with the Kings or if he ends up getting traded. I haven't heard much about that. Have you? I haven't heard much either about okay. that. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. But yeah. So if I were to ask you, moving on from this point forward, what is, if you're Monty, what is the top of your wish list? What is like the one thing right now that you need to figure out next? Oh, it's got to be... Uh, getting a starting level, either power forward or shooting guard. W one of the two. But I would prefer it to be a power forward because they already have some guards that I think they could play in that lineup. But if their you know, s miracle happens and they grab Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal or something like that, then, yeah, that's great. I don't think either of those things are going to happen, but... Ivan said the only sad part last night was Kai Soto went undrafted. I wondered when somebody was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, Calvin, I did like throw that in at me today. Like, hey, Kai Soto didn't get drafted. Just so you know, just so you know. DJ, we, we briefly talked about uh, Keon and Sasha. To be honest with you, I don't think Sasha even makes the team. And I don't really know too much about Keon Ellis. I don't. Yeah, I think both of them have their work cut out to make the team. You know, maybe one or both of them is able to end up on a two-way deal and they end up playing in the G League a little bit. But as we've seen a lot of times, you know, if you're not the Warriors yep. or the Spurs or something like that, a lot of times your G Leaguers don't make it to the pros. Yeah, I, I expect Keon to maybe play in the Summer League and probably not make the roster. After that, and that kind of goes right into my answer here on John's question. Why trade that second round pick with a second rounder? You hope for a player that falls and you trade it away for crap. I think it just 
this whole draft signifies that the Kings are in win-now mode. They don't want any of these second-round picks because they want guys that are going to compete and be available right now to play. And, you know, you can point to a guy like Jokic. You can point to a guy like Draymond Green and a bunch of these other guys, even Isaiah Thomas taken in the second round. But how good were they the first year? How good were they their rookie year? They weren't They weren't uh, helping a team make the playoffs, and I think that's exactly what the team is going for right now. So I think that's another reason why they took Keegan Murray, most NBA-ready player, and I think that's why they traded away all the second-round picks, honestly. Yeah, I could see that. And who knows? Maybe they needed more assets to make a trade for a guy like John Collins. So they traded second-round picks to acquire more second-round picks mm-hmm. and can throw it in a John Collins trade. Who knows? Who knows? I see uh, Thaddeus Young is a free agent. We talked about Thaddeus Young, I think, last offseason. And yeah. uh, DeLon Wright is also a free agent. Was with the Kings, I think, just a year ago, right? Uh, two, two years, two years ago, ago, right? I don't know. This COVID stuff he, makes, I a think year he played all like of last years. season with Atlanta. Yeah. It was last off season. I think yeah. he was traded yeah. for, uh, who did they pick up from Atlanta in that trade? Or was it a three way trade? It, yeah. I don't remember. It's all, <laughs> it's all meshing. Oh, together. that was part of the, the deal for Tristan Thompson. Wasn't it? Yes, exactly. Exactly what it was. Barnes and Murray both play power forward. Maybe. They, it seems to be they pretty can also interchangeable. They play small forward, so you can play them together. It's a smaller lineup, but it, that's what a lot of teams are doing anyway. Progressive G says, I'm going with Fox, Tyreek, Kevin Martin, Sharif Abdul Rahim, and Demarcus Cousins. Interesting. Interesting lineup. Interesting choice. I forgot that Sharif Abdurrahim was on the Kings that recently. I think I watched him play in the big three. Sharif. Did he play in the big three? I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Pretty sure. You would know better than I do. I don't watch that a crap. ton of expo. Hey, I haven't watched it in a couple <laughs> years, man. I'm trying to be better, man. I'm trying to be better. Buddha says, I hope Murray can guard Tatum. Oh, man. That's a tough task to sign the guy right away but hey <laughs> i hope he can get to that point that's yes at some point in his career for sure charlie i hate the lakers hated sasha vujicic but i absolutely love those videos you remember that <laughs> yeah i am machine yeah i am machine. <laughs> and he would just play that stupid music uh-huh. and he's just being 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 that's true that was pretty funny kobe loved that guy all right, Jesus says, make some predictions. We'll make a couple predictions, and then we're going to end the show here. But uh, we need to get a couple more likes from you guys. we got 32 people watching. Let's get us over 30 likes. If you're a Kings fan, smash up that like button down below. Smash up the subscribe button. And also, make sure you hit that notification bell. Or on this channel, it's the notification cowbell. Uh, make sure you hit that <laughs> notification cowbell. Um, even if you are subscribed, hit that button because Calvin and I are going to be pretty sporadic in the next couple weeks regarding our content for this channel just because we can't anticipate all the moves and we think things are going to happen and we want to be here available for you guys. So make sure you hit that button so you will know every time we go live or post uh, a new video. 
will Mike Brown get Fox to play defense again, like he said? I sure hope so. Yeah, That could be one way that the Kings get a lot better very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, Calvin, I want three predictions from you. No, we'll, we'll make what? it two. About the, the rest of the offseason for the Kings. The rest of the offseason? Let's go two predictions. Oof. Um, I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> I like to react, read and react, but I, I'll say uh, this is all from my heart, not my head, because I'm really worried that the Kings are going to miss out on John Collins, but they have to get him. <laughs> they yeah. have to, because I don't see a ton of options uh, outside of that. So I'll say the Kings do pull off a trade okay. for John Collins to start. And then I'll say that they take a chance in free agency chance on somebody like a Victor Oladipo as well, that they get on a cheap contract. Yeah. Well, you stole both of my predictions, Calvin. <laughs> so I'll, I'll ride with you on the John Collins one. I think the Kings do get John Collins. And then I'm going to stick to my other prediction. The Kings are making the playoffs next season. Oh, I thought this was about the offseason. It is, but the offseason helps <laughs> you make the playoffs. Whatever moves they do, I would love them to bring in Oladipo or any of those other guys. Collins, I would love it. I do think the Collins thing will end up happening. Um, but, yeah, predictions are hard, guys. They're really hard because, um, you know, a game prediction is one thing, but, like, predicting an offseason where there's so many different moving mm -hmm. parts. Mm -hmm. Calvin was right yesterday. Keegan Murray. I get it right sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Not all the time. Any last words before we end the stream here? Thanks for watching Progressive GA. I would I would definitely do that deal. Uh, you know, you're I think you're trying to free up you you got to re-sign Damian Jones too so you can solidify the backup center position. But uh if you're trying to move Holmes and Barnes, what better way to do it than to get a starter a starting player in return right then and there? Exactly, exactly. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We know you take time out of your day to hang out with us, and we greatly appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for watching. Hopefully you have an amazing Friday evening. Please be safe, and we will see you next week. In the meantime, go Kings! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.